You don't know what you have until it's gone. Through loss, I, Kimberly, host of Self Love Sister Podcast, am learning to live. From the age of eight, I suffered from multiple autoimmune diseases which took my capacity to walk and even to speak. As these abilities gradually returned, I found a deep gratitude for this delicate and wonderful life. The fact that I may suffer a relapse at any time pushes me to appreciate all the more the wonder of living here and now. Through sharing my experiences and through interviewing others, I invite listeners to experience their own gratitude for life. This podcast is sponsored by The Podcast Farm. If you want help starting or growing your show, please click the link in the show notes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Love Sister Podcast. Today, I'm joined with Selena. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Has it been cold? Has it been cold for you in California? No, I'm actually in Arizona, so uh-huh. I'm right by California, and it has been in the 80s, and it just, my body does not like it, <laughs> and it doesn't like anything, but I'm trying, it's trying to figure out, is it going to get cold, is it going to stay warm, uh, so I'm like, it's a limbo right now, yeah, it's been in the 80s, so. Oh, okay, that's pretty good, yeah, no, like, down here in Georgia, it's been in the 50s, 50s, 60s, oh, so. I mean, I know for a lot of people that's still hot, but for me, it's like, I'm just hibernating at this point. Yes, that's cold, cold to me. I'm Arizona, so we don't, unless you're in the north part of Arizona, pretty much it's hot everywhere else. Oh, okay, got you. Mm-hmm. So what, Um, please tell us, what are you diagnosed with? Okay, so uh, mine's a little, I have a, like a, a whole clump of things. Oh, girl, that's I was, was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, really hard for me to actually get my diagnosis because it's kind of like a rare combination, but I feel like a lot of us have that story. So I have allergies with an overlay of lupus. I also have fibromyalgia, POTS, suspected mass activation, and IBS, which are irritable bowel syndrome. I used a lot of the abbreviations, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, no, no. I have I have um, all of those. And then like a lot of the, like the, all of them really are co-illnesses. So they play off of each other. They like to play tricks on our body and, and all that not so fun stuff. Oh yeah. No, trust me. I mean, I know like just being diagnosed with one, you're already prone to being diagnosed with so many mm-hmm. others. And it took my doctors four years. So I was diagnosed with arthritis at eight and they misdiagnosed me and I wasn't formally diagnosed with scleroderma until I was 12 because those illnesses are so similar and because I was so young it didn't like manifest Mm -hmm. itself completely Mm -hmm. so yeah I totally understand (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well with a lot of mine I didn't even know I had signs as a little kid but not really like anything significant it was just these little like when I would dance I was a dancer so when I would dance um I couldn't do the split jumps because my hips felt like they were falling out of place. Or when I was running, it felt like my ankles were grinding. And I would tell people and they would kind of be like, what are you talking about? You know, 
Yeah. That time, Allers Delmos wasn't known at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always so sensitive to everything too, like rashes. My parents had to change. Sometimes I would be fine with one soap and then my body would just reject it. And I would get these really bad rashes, which is masked out. But we didn't, again, that wasn't really known about. So it took a while to really grasp that all this has been happening since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And what, what really happened was um, I had my kids, I have three kids, each pregnancy woke up one, woke it up, woke oh, it up, woke God. it up. So that's what really happened. And um, my first pregnancy, I got TMJ. Well, that's connected to Ehlers-Danlos. And I couldn't get over it. And I was like, it would knock me out where I was like done for. I couldn't get up. I couldn't move. And I was like, gosh, TMJ is really debilitating. You know, like yeah. my whole body was just like done for. And then my, I had my second baby and I'm going to the gym. And I, every time I'm going to the gym, I have to take meds after because I can't function because my body hurts so bad from lifting the weights. And I'm like, oh, I'm just getting stronger. No, no, I'm not supposed to be doing that stuff, you know? And then by the time I had my third baby, I was just, by the time she was 18 months old, I was like, I can't go in the sun. And I was figuring out other things and that's the lupus. So I wasn't able to go in the sun. I was like, could people be allergic to the sun? I'm like, so confused, you know, and my oldest and my youngest are 10 years apart. So this is a 10 year span of things. Yeah, things kind of progressing and me being like, what is going on? And what is this? And doctors telling me, oh, you just have TMJ and you need a mouth guard or, you know, these, these simple fixes, but it really wasn't, it went into this huge, huge flare that I went into for a few years after my daughter was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy how like the illnesses can manifest when you're like, um, after you've given birth or it's just, it's just insane how the amount of like lack of study that doctors have, it's ridiculous. Like, um, just if they could diagnose us like either sooner or not wait till things get a lot worse, I'll be so Mm -hmm. much better. Yeah. Do you mind explaining, um, what was it? It was a Ehlers-Danos or something like that. Ehlers-Danos syndrome. Yes. Cause I know a little bit. I have hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos, which is basically my collagen is faulty. So the the glue that holds my body together is not sticky enough. (laughs) So things easily fall apart, you know, and some people, they dislocate very easily. I don't dislocate. I sublux. Uh And um, like, if I move too fast, I can get the sharp pains. I can't do any like high impact anything because it hurts. Super overly flexible. I've always been overly flexible. Um, And that's part of the things it's, it's, um, it affects things like um, down to, I'm trying to think of like, it's pot. Have you heard of pots? Yeah. So it can affect your blood vessels because Mm -hmm. that's all part of your collagen. All the things that work inside of you are part of your collagen. And so um, what happens to me is I stand up fast. There's different types of POTS, but I have, I don't faint with my POTS. My heart beats really, really fast. My blood pulls down to my um, feet and I start to, my body almost feels like I can't regulate it at all. Like it's just, shutting down on me and I can't think I can't talk I'm throwing up um the first time it happened I was at the grocery store with my husband 
And I thought, oh, you know, I'm just a little nauseous. Uh-huh. You know, when are we not nauseous? <laughs> I'm not, no, honestly. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a little nauseous. I'll be okay. Kept on walking. Well, with pucks, you should stop mm-hmm. and elevate your legs. Well, it's not like I'm going to lay down on the floor at the grocery store and elevate my legs. I didn't know any of this at the time because I wasn't diagnosed. And I just had a complete and my whole body was like dripping sweat I've I'm not a sweater like I don't sweat well now I do because of pots but I used to never sweat (laughs) my heart rate was going crazy and he's trying to talk to me and he's like what's wrong Selena what's going on are you okay can you talk to me and I'm like like I couldn't even get words out I couldn't express to him what I needed to so he's full-on about to call the ambulance and I, I don't know what happened. I got enough together. And then my body just, I just vomited everything out. And then I was able to be okay. Once I sat down, got whatever out, it was really, really shocking the first time, especially oh, yeah. being out in public. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, go get me one of the produce bags. Cause uh-huh. I just like, luckily I didn't like vomit all over the aisle. It was like, he was able to get me a produce ba- um, bag and I like hid in the corner and I had enough to like throw up, but it, I'd hate throwing up. Like I used to hate it, avoid it at all costs. And now I'm like, let's get it out. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. I mean, I've thrown up in Target before. So, and luckily it was in the morning. So there was no people and they were able to get a bag for me. But trust me, I feel you on that. Yeah. It's like, oh man, really? Like now we have to like throw up in front of people too. <laughs> I know. Like it's not enough just throwing by ourselves. Like, uh, people, yeah. I don't think people understand what yeah. we go through on a daily basis. Yes. Very true. So what other symptoms do you normally have? Well, I definitely can't go into the sun without taking my regular medication, which is Plaquenil. Mm-hmm. If I do go in the sun, and this happened to me the first time I went on a school field trip with my son's class to the zoo, and I was out in the sun all day. We're walking around. We live in Arizona. You know, this is like yeah. the worst place to live to not be allowed in the sun. <laughs> but um, we're walking around in the sun and everywhere that my skin was exposed, I had this itchy, raised, red, blotchy rash that was just horrendous. It was horrible. And I was like, this is not a sunburn, but since it was my first experience, I'm like, am I sunburned? Now I'm a tan person. I've never really had a sunburn. So I'm like, maybe this is a sunburn, Mm -hmm. but then the way you could tell it was like an allergic reaction too. So I couldn't really figure it out. I couldn't wear clothes over it. So I was like wearing strapless shirts and it was, it was pretty bad. So then I got over it and I was like, oh, it was just a one-time deal, right? Mm-hmm. No, it happened a few more times until I finally was like, maybe something's going on. And what really triggered me was I used to wear sunglasses that were gradient. So they were dark on the top and they were light on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I had went outside to walk my dog. When I came in, it, under my eye, I had the exact shape where the sun um was exposed from my um sunglasses so it was like a formed like a hive 
under my eye. And I was like, oh, wow, this is definitely the sun then. And that's when I started speculating sensitive to the sun or allergic to the sun. Now, the problem with that is going there and she starts asking me so many questions and asking me about lupus. And I had no, I was not familiar with lupus and doctors sometimes talk to you like, you know, their lingo. And so I'm asking questions and I'm like, well, is lupus something like to really be scared about? And she's saying it's lifelong. And I'm like, okay, but like, is, can you live with it? I'm asking all these questions and she's trying to say, well, now don't worry about it until we know the answers. (laughs) I didn't get the answers for several years because it takes so long to get diagnosed with things. It gets, and I deteriorated, like that was the start. And I started deteriorating as time went on because they couldn't figure out, is it lupus? Is it Ehlers-Danlos? They couldn't figure it out because they didn't think you could have both. Oh, so wow. every, so everything just got worse and worse and worse because they would treat one, because they fight to be dominant. Ehlers, my Ehlers-Danlos and lupus fight to be dominant. So what happens is they would treat Ehlers-Danlos, but then the lupus would say, hey, what's up? You know, I'm here, oh let's gosh. party. And then they would say, okay, then it's lupus. And they would treat the lupus and lupus would come down and Ellers would be like, haha, you thought, you know, you didn't have Ellers downloads. So it was like this really tricky, tricky thing. And through the process, I ended up losing my, I declined in my health a lot. It was, I was under a hundred pounds. I'm five, eight, you know, Um, I couldn't be a mom. I couldn't. I couldn't be a wife. I couldn't do anything. I was bed bound. You know, that was it. I couldn't, I I had maybe, maybe 30 minutes of energy a day. Maybe if I was lucky. Wow. And how, like how long ago was this? Um, so my daughter was born in 2014 and I started having the symptoms probably like six months after she was born, but I kind of like shoot a lot of, Oh, it's hormones. You know, I'd say, Oh. Oh, I just had a baby. It's hormones. I thought I was having really bad anxiety. I never experienced anxiety that intensely before. And I said, oh, maybe it's because I'm breastfeeding. So at 18 months, I stopped breastfeeding her. And I was like, maybe that's what it is. Um, I would, there was a lot of like in my head, oh, I, you know, I have three kids. I'm trying to keep up with them. You rationalize, like you never think, oh, something is there and it's going to be there forever. Yeah. You know, you're like, there has to be a solution. There's a reason why I'm feeling this way. And like people that like are like hydrate, you know, so I'm hydrating. I'm like doing all this yeah. stuff like, okay, yoga, like all of those things, essential oils, all of those oh, yeah. things that they say to do, I did, but it's just with these diseases and illnesses and syndromes, that is not the cure, you know, there yeah. is no cure. And it took me a, a lot of years to even get a rheumatologist to say, okay, you do have lupus, let's treat it. So they don't, cause they don't want to, a lot of times they don't want to uh, give you the uh, lupus diagnosis because it is a forever diagnosis and it's a forever, your insurance, you know, it's always flagged on your insurance and it is complicated. And so it takes a really long time with anything that is autoimmune, chronic, lifelong, they will take their time to diagnose it and make sure it's like almost like they want to see how sick you can get sometimes I know it sounds so bad but I feel like I feel like it took for me to be like almost at my I I felt like I was almost I didn't know if I was going to survive at a point you know Mm -hmm. I was like I don't know if I'm going to make out of this I don't know if I can and um 
uh, it turned around for me when I thought of my daughter because she was so young. I was like, she's not going to know me, but I'm, I just, it's, it's really scary. It's really scary. The medical, the health care yeah. system and how it works and trying to get diagnosed. Yeah. And you are living proof that girl, we can be strong and I'm so proud of you <laughs> for, you. Thank for you. like continuing and you seem like you're well now. And I love watching the inspiration on your Instagram. Oh, thank you. Like so much. I share, I don't know if you know, um, but I, I share all your stories mostly. Like oh, thank you so I much. I do it. see them. Thank you. I, you know what? Being on Instagram changed my life. It really did because I at first started when I first, first, first started like even exploring, uh, sharing my story. Mm-hmm. I had a blog and I've always wrote, like loved to write. So yeah. my husband is like, encourage me, Selena, write it, get it out, get it out. You know, you need to express yourself because I was holding it all in. I didn't want to burden anybody. This is heavy stuff. You know, this yeah. is not for like, and a lot of people don't understand the gravity of this. You know, they oh, don't yeah. understand what our mind goes through and what we have to say, like, oh, this is what we have now. This is not going to yeah. go away. Oh, I can't go on a walk whenever I want to or whatever, you know, with our limitations. And so I started writing about that and talking about self-love. Mm-hmm. That was like really it because in order to really go through this, we have to love ourselves. Oh yeah, for sure. Because if we don't have self-love and if we're not able to put boundaries and limits and say, this is what I need, this is what I don't need, then it we're, we're going to suffer even worse. So yeah. I mean, it, it's already like hard enough what we go through and then still mm-hmm. to like be our own worst critics, like no. And yeah. I didn't find self-love until after my stroke. So at 20, wow. it was like 21, 21-ish. Um, that's when I found self-love. And I just, I was at a point, I was so low. I don't want to say depressed, but I think I, I was. I was never formally diagnosed. But, you know, I was at the age where everyone's going to college and I'm stuck Mm -hmm. in a bed and I was I think I was 96 pounds at the time and Mm -hmm. I just I mean it was so bad for me and then one day I don't even know what happened but I just remember one day I was like you know what I'm alive a lot of people don't get a second chance and I just said you know what I'm really gonna start loving myself and it was it's very hard at first, like setting boundaries, but until mm-hmm. like you realize that those boundaries are going to, are good for like your mental health and even those around you. Like if you're having an off day, because like, like I, like I know, you know, like fatigue, we get a lot of fatigue oh, yeah. and that's the difference with fatigue and like no energy at all, because most people would be like, Oh, go take a nap for 30 minutes. I'm like, no, I need a nap for like five hours. <laughs> If our body actually lets mm-hmm. us go to sleep too, because it's oh, like yeah. we're fatigued, but we can't even fall asleep. <laughs> oh yeah. And I know with my diagnosis, I get really bad insomnia sometimes. And like, I won't sleep I throughout that. the night and, and I'm like, I'm so tired, but I can't go to sleep mm-hmm. and it sucks. And the medication that they give me, sometimes it keeps me up and I'm thinking, I mean, yes, I love myself, but I'm also thinking of like what the future may look like and, mm-hmm. and I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can totally relate. I think the same thing happened to me. I was a bit older um, when I finally was like, I have to start loving myself and there's no way to get around this. And that was probably when I was at my darkest point as well. Uh, and I thought that I might not survive. And I, as I was gradually getting better, I was like, you know what? I am not stopping. I am. I have to love myself so I can love my kids, so I can love my husband, so I can love this life. 
and it's a huge process and yeah. there's a lot of things that you probably don't want to face when you have to do that and yeah. and people that you have to let go that are toxic oh for you mm-hmm. and things that you have to realize you can't do that you would love to do and there's just all these things that you have to start prioritizing in your life and for yourself oh yeah definitely like I know I lost a lot of friends after 21 because a lot of my friends I mean they were going like I said to college and parties and drinking and so Mm -hmm. they didn't want to have a friend who was like ill you know that they would have to Mm -hmm. go visit in the hospital so I had to put my mental health first and I was like you know what that this is just not good for me to even have those friends supposedly and so out of like 20 people I had I came out with three and that's my sister and my two longest best friends I mean I'm glad you have them yeah and they're so supportive and you won't believe even though it's a small circle but it's a very close circle like they'll Mm -hmm. message me and they support me and they just want the best for me and I think that until I realize that that it doesn't matter the amount of people it's about like the type of people the quality yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and and yeah, my life has never been better. And I'm, I'm just so happy I found it at such a young age, because as you know, like self-love, it's not something you achieve and it's done. It's an everyday work in progress. Yeah, it is. It really is. I think too, with those friends that were 21 and partying, that your mindset was so different from theirs too. Oh yeah. Their values and what they thought was important was so vastly different from the way that you viewed life. You, you knew what it was, uh, like to have it possibly taken away. Yeah. So the way life was to you and the, the importance of it, it was just so different at 21. I mean, I had my first baby at 20. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my mindset was very, um, I was always very adult-like. That's yeah. just kind of how I am. I don't, I, I think, I don't know why let's not even get into it, but, <laughs> um, but I understand it because my friends were doing the same things. They were going out at 21 and I was at home with my baby happy. I was happy. You know, I got married at 21 and I was completely happy, you know? So I just different priorities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. And I feel like when you experience a life changing, you're not thinking about, you know, going out drinking, you're thinking about what am I going to plan for tonight? Like I have to stay mm-hmm. in bed by nine, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just different things. But in like now, um, I don't regret my stroke. I'm actually really happy I had it because that made me like reevaluate myself, find my self-love and let go of toxic people that otherwise I didn't know were affecting me. Mm-hmm. It's oddly beautiful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and I know like um, my family at first, when I used to say, mom, I'm grateful I had a stroke and I was able to make it out. They would be like, Kim, what? I'm like, no, but you don't understand. Like I've never been happier until I accepted myself. And now I don't no. even ask for people like, prefer- I, well, here's the thing. Like I give myself permission for those days that I feel awful. I just lay down. Like I don't have to explain it to anyone. I'm just like, I'm not going out today. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. When you have support, it changes the scope of the way you view yourself yeah. as a autoimmune warrior. You know, it's when you have people that are cheering you on and say rest when you need to rest and they're not saying to you, you know, just, just, 
try to do it. Just like push yourself and not knowing pushing uh, us, pushing ourselves means payment, you know, and it's not payment that we have. It's like, we're giving credit and we're going to go into debt and we're going to have to pay off that debt by resting for this amount of time. You know, I try to explain it to people. And then I just realized if you care and you really want to understand, you're welcome to ask me anything you want to, and I will answer your questions. But if you're just going to tell me to get over it in a sense, even if they're listening, but it's kind of just, you know, when you tell your story and people just look at you blankly and then oh, they go yeah. on, you know what I mean? Like you tell us, you tell them the story from the depths of your soul and they look at you blankly and they go, oh, so, okay. So the medicines don't work or just whatever yeah. the ignorant statement is. And you're left with, dang, why did I spend all that time dedicating, yeah. explaining this to you when you don't really care? It was like, it, you know, so you really have to choose who you surround yourself with. And that's just, it's important. that's part of self-love too. You know, yeah. that's all, all of it goes hand in hand. And that's what I realized. Like everything in your life is connected. Every single thing. Yeah. Including our health. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And, and I think until I prioritized my health over people, I've never been happier. <laughs> and because of that, I started. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Oh yeah. It's not easy. And I think because of that, that's when I started my Instagram. I deactivated my normal Instagram, which was like my high school Instagram. <laughs> and oh. I started putting all my energy mm-hmm. toward inspiring people. And thank God it's it's um it's reached a good amount of um views and likes. And I've met amazing people like yourself mm-hmm. and I've connected okay. with that I just feel like I've known for so long. Like, <laughs> you know, like because there's not there's not a lot of words that need to be spoken. We just there's this, we get it, you know, like yes. I understand you, you mm-hmm. say you're fatigued. I know without going into detail that that means you probably won't sleep tonight, <laughs> even though you're <laughs> oh, tired. Yeah. And, you know, the, even down to like when people, well, we had the scheduled, you know, and you were like, I'm not doing well. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That was completely fine. I didn't even, I didn't even feel any sense of like, gosh, you know, it was just like, yeah. I understand it could have, you could have told me that day an hour before and I would have understood that it was just too difficult. Something was going on and that's it. Cause our bodies are like that, but they're that yeah. fickle that I could have ate something made me sick and yeah. I couldn't have been, been sitting here right now. So I yeah. was like, I'm, I totally get it. And that's why I love Instagram. That's why I changed my life because I say a few things, even my post today, I was posting something about, um, um, the, in my ear, when I have a flare, I get like this bump and it fills with fluid really weird. And I was like, and it's my, we already know my body's weird. Is this just me? And I got so many comments saying me too. And they have hours down those in mass cell. And so it's like our bodies are reacting the same way, but I, I had came to my doctor and she said, yeah, it's your body's rejecting your piercing. And I was like, but I've had this piercing for a while. Someone wrote me that they had tattoos that they'll have mast cell activation um, rashes kind of Uh trying to reject their tattoos that some people have had piercings for 10 years and that happens to them. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's why Instagram, because it's not like I could go to like my friends, my husband, they don't have this stuff. They'll be like, you're, you're, what are you talking about? You know, like, so it really did. It really, really helps me having Instagram and connecting with everybody and talking to everybody. And I'm constantly like all my messages, messaging with people and okay, you have this. Okay. I have this too. Or no, I haven't experienced that yet. I know. I mean, it's um, what do you call it? It's like a bittersweet feeling. Like you feel, yeah. you don't feel bad for when you connect with people, you feel like validated, like yeah. that you understand and actually feel heard because yeah, you're right. Like I have my parents and I have my sister, but they will never fully understand what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. It's only people online. And I know some people will say social media can be toxic. Yes, it can be. But if you're using it the right way, obviously, no, it's not. Yeah, I don't feel like our community is at all. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much support on mm -hmm. Instagram that I, I even I wasn't I was never going to do YouTube. I was like, I'll never do YouTube. <laughs> and I had some of the girls on there be like, can you do a YouTube? Cause sometimes, you know, I see your story and I want to refer back to it or whatever. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'll do highlights on Instagram. And then again, someone else like, can you do YouTube? So I finally was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't do it as often as I was at first, but I do, I'm trying to do it at least once a week and just keep up with the story of chronic illness and what we do to get through it. You know, it's yeah. just like, it's not a, there's no end to this. There's not a end of the story. So we, if we can connect with each other and I love getting advice, like I love, love, love when people share their knowledge with me and then I can share it with everyone else. I'm like, yes, I love it because there's so many people they're like, I had no clue. I had no clue that that could be what was wrong. So it's very, it's really special. I, I really, really, really find the social media aspect of this, like so important, changed my life. Like I've said several times. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And I've, uh, um, I don't know if you, if you're on TikTok, I mean, TikTok, you can find a mate, huh? I'm not. Actually, oh, okay. my kids are. <laughs> you should I mean it's like a shorter version because I was the same way I always said I don't want to do YouTube um one because it's too much like the editing and camera I can't and so I started with TikTok and you can meet so many people on there whether they have a chronic illness not immune disease anything and it's just an amazing feeling and I feel in my personal experience, someone with an autoimmune disease, like we feel happy to have found each other because yeah. this is such a lonely world, especially right now during COVID. It, it's just an easy way to connect. Mm -hmm. It really is. And that's really when I started, I think on my account mm -hmm. is when COVID was going on. And it, it was odd because I wasn't even seeing my doctors. I didn't yeah. want to go into doctor's offices. And so I felt like I needed to talk to people about my symptoms and I didn't know anybody that had my stuff. So I was kind of like, okay, well, I guess it's time for me to really go on Instagram. And luckily people did connect with the information that I was sharing and asking about and 
like, like we've said, I've met so many amazing people and I really, my husband was like, again, my husband, we have to give him credit to my husband that I'm even on any of this stuff, but he was like, you should talk on stories. And I was like, what? Talk on stories. Are you insane? And he's like, I dare you. He's like, I dare you to talk on stories for 10 days. So that's where my, I don't know if you've noticed that I talk on my stories a lot. Yeah. So that's where it all started. He okay. said, I dare you to do it <laughs> so you could get comfortable, you know? And I said, okay. So I did it for 10 days and he's like, well, how do you feel? And I ended up go, kept, I just kept on going, kept on going because I kept on meeting more people and giving better advice and just doctors to go to treatments, so many just good information that I could even share and talk about it. And it's different when you talk compared to, that's probably like why you do your podcast, because it's different when you talk rather than just share a picture and write a post, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was like, Mm -hmm. sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying it was like a gift. It was like a, he challenged me, but it was a gift in the end. (laughs) Yes. No. And I, and I totally understand that is one of the reasons why I started the podcast because a lot of people, like I started with Instagram lives, but then I felt like there was a lot of stuff I could cut out. So that's why I wanted to do the podcast. Cause it was more mm-hmm. something that I could dedicate myself to. I can edit it. It's just an amazing way to connect with people. And you, I feel like you can connect to people when you listen to their voices and there's just mm-hmm. so much information. And yes, I want it to, you know, obviously like surround chronic illness, autoimmune diseases, but most importantly is self-love because I feel like yes. self-love is for everyone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally so, agree. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been a journey because I, I am Mexican. So my husband's Mexican. Yeah. So I don't know if um, it's like the type of community that they, or at least it was like four years ago, it would come off as narcissist. And that was a huge battle, especially mm-hmm. in my Mexican family. Like when I would say I, I have self-love, a lot of people would be like, that's narcissism. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and it's yeah, just it's like not a bad thing. Oh yeah. No, not if you put it in the right way. Like if you're sending, if your message is straight, you know, like, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. It's not to come off as like, I'm better than you. It's just that I love me enough to say no, or I love me enough to say, this is what I need. And a lot of people with chronic illnesses have to learn to speak up for themselves for themselves, excuse me, because if they don't speak up for themselves, they never get the treatment or, or people don't understand, no, that's a boundary I can't cross. Like I can't afford it. And a lot of people don't understand that. And that's what the self-love is. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with you because you don't have like materialistic things or something. It's nothing about that. And I think a lot of people confuse that. They don't understand yeah. that self-love can be just like, no, I love myself that it's okay that I'm sick or I have these illnesses. It's okay that I have to manage them every day. It's okay that I don't feel good, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to hate myself because of it. I'm not going to hate myself because I I'm unable. And a lot of people, I think feel like they see people that are disabled and they think, Oh, they're probably so sad, you know, or whatever. Don't, I don't want to be pitied. Don't pity me. You know, like I'm strong. I'm a fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, I have hard days. And if you want to know about them, I'll share. 
but definitely not in a, like, I'm not like, "Ah, yeah, I'm better than you. No, that's not, that is not what this is about. (laughs) Yes. And I love the way you worded that because yeah, it's like, I give myself permission to rest when I know I need to, but I know I'll get Mm -hmm. back up because that's just what we are. We are warriors. Mm -hmm. We sure are. And I really felt my mom got me a shirt a long time ago and it says warrior on Uh it. And I felt so weird. I was like, oh God, my mom. I love her, but <laughs> I'm gonna wear a like I'm gonna people gonna be like, well, why is she wearing a warrior shirt? And it's in purple letters because of lupus and yeah. Oh, that's so I sweet. realized it was like that was her way of saying, like, hey, you're my warrior. You know, like I'm proud of you. And I think I'm trying to think of how to word this because everyone has a different way of supporting. Yeah. And that's another thing that's really, really important for people in this community to understand. Just because they don't support you the way that you, you think they should, you have to understand like their love language, mm-hmm. right? So if their love language is like my mom giving me the shirt to let me know, like you're my warrior. And my husband is like to rub my back when I'm throwing up, you know? Yeah. Um, that's okay then there's the people that disappear on you. That's not okay. So there's like (laughs) learning all of those love languages along with your chronic illness. And for me, I'm a mom on top of all of this. So I'm still trying to let my kids know I'm here. I love you. I'm sorry. You know, there's a lot that goes into when you're a mom Mm -hmm. and you're sick. There's the guilt. That's probably one of the most difficult things I had to deal with is the amount of guilt I felt being chronically ill and not being able to be there for my kids um I've always prided myself on being like super mom and that went completely out the door (laughs) I I and you know it's so weird because you know in a very odd way COVID brought me back and I know it's really really weird to say but COVID slowed everything down for people in this community Mm -hmm. and they were able to to like catch their breath and then all of a sudden like the pandemic made things easier for us to have access to you know uh working at home for some or getting groceries or for me what I really noticed is the fact that my kids were home all the time Mm -hmm. I wasn't constantly trying to keep up with school activities and I was able to rebond with them because they were home yes and yeah and it really and I've feel like that's why I'm doing so much better is because COVID has slowed down the world. And so people in our community are not trying to constantly catch up and like be in that fast paced life that we're so used to. That's, that's what it's all about, right? Is yeah. Where are you going? Who are you going with? What's next? All that stuff. Um, and COVID is like, no. And even though people are like, dang, we're so bored. For us, we're like, okay, maybe we're catching up. Like, I didn't want to hang out. Like, my girlfriends and all of us did like Zoom parties and stuff. And I'm like, why didn't we do this before? You know, like, no, for real. And it's so crazy. Yes, I loved it because at one point, um, my sister, she's she loves going out. So when the pandemic hit and she had to stay home, she's like, Kim, do you stay in these four walls like 
all the time. So it, yeah. it it was it was good because I feel like she kind of understood what I went through. Just because yeah. when I get sick, I stay like in my house. I don't go out. Yeah. So the fact that she had to stay home out of a sudden was very hard for her and it took mm -hmm. her a few weeks but I you know I helped her through it I said girl like we'll do, we'll <laughs> figure <sister>. this out <laughs> and we would go on like daily walks with my dog and you know we we found things to do and like you said girlfriend night on zoom like mm -hmm. I don't know how come I didn't think of it before <laughs> yeah yeah it's insane because all of us live all over the place too and I'm like why do we have to wait until we all go into town together it was just so it was like so liberating for me yeah. and I know a lot of people was exact opposite mm -hmm. but I had spent previously um, so many years indoors like when I was really sick I remember my neighbors coming over and asking my husband if I was okay <laughs> like where is your wife we haven't seen mm -hmm. her and you know having to kind of start going into like well this and this and it you know it gets really weird when you don't see somebody but you know they live there oh. um but with COVID it was like, now I could say, oh, no, we're not going because of COVID. And it's like, no big deal. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Just, and it made life a little more um, accessible for us, uh, very yeah. oddly and very ironically for us. But I'm, I'm thankful. I have gratitude toward it because yeah. I'm like, God, I got time with my kids. I got time with my husband. It's like, I got that time back that I was really sick. I was able to make up for it. I felt like in okay. that year, cause I was out of it for a couple of years. So COVID forced, like we, no one went anywhere, not even to stores. So we were at home 24 seven. So I was able to like totally absorb all that time. Like you guys are going to love me. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And yes, it's all about perspective because I know for some people they're still, they got really upset that they weren't going out they were just kind of putting like a wall and they weren't trying to accept that this is how the world is now and i'm not gonna lie to you i had really bad anxiety when it first started because i was freaking yeah. out to see doctors and no one was helping me and i had a really bad flare up at the time but but mm -hmm. i'm like you i was grateful that you know I, we spent time with the family that i was able to actually do ig lives and the podcast i mean yeah. it's all about perspective like i feel yeah. like at any moment you can make it a bad moment, but if you choose to, you're like to turn a negative page into a positive, I mean, wonderful things can happen. Yes. Even in the worst situations. Yeah. I think that's what people in our situation often do is you'll see the ones that really struggle to find the positive because it, I mean, you can find so much negative in having chronic illness. There's just such a long list but then if you want to live and not just be alive but actually live with it you got to flip that page and see all of the positive and all of the I I look at myself as like a realist but I'm positive you know I'm optimistic but I'm real yeah. so I know that I'll give a perfect example like I'll be completely real I know sitting up and talking to you my back is probably going to hurt but I get to spread a message. So for me, the trade-off is worth it. Like I love that I am able to speak to you, that me and you finally get to meet face-to-face -face or Zoom-to-Zoom -Zoom or whatever. <laughs> and I feel so like in a, in a, 
I could sit here and be like, God, my back is going to hurt and I'm going to be so tired and now I'm not going to be able to blah, blah, blah. But that's not like, I, what does that do for us? Yeah. In the end, like it doesn't do anything but bring us further down. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, you have to accept like this is going to be your life and you can choose to enjoy it or be miserable and lay down in bed. Mm-hmm. yeah I do get upset I'm not gonna lie like I last night and not last night it was like two nights ago I was talking mm-hmm. to my husband and I'm like just when did it all change like when did it for me I'm like where did it all change where it's never gonna go back mm-hmm. you know where I need my wheelchair if I'm gonna be out a long time or um I'm not able to go on a jog or a run or I can't use the scissors or knife in a kitchen when did it like when did it I get so drastic and he's like well you need to look at it too of all that you've gone through and where you're at now all the progress progress you've made progress (laughs) excuse me all of the progress that you have made from when you were at your worst too and that's the same thing but I think just even people and just that have regular issues I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to like put into my words what I'm trying to say. I just think you can make something out of anything. You can make anything something, or you can make it everything. (laughs) Does this make sense? Like, yes, I guess. You know, like you're trying to, you you can make it something bad or you can make it something good. And I just choose and you choose to like, it's not the best, but it's the best that we're going to do. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. and I know, and, and that's why I love your page, because even though you're going through something so hard, and it's like an everyday battle, and it's going to be for the rest of your life, you're still posting positive things, and I love mm-hmm. that, and that that's the same way with me, like, yes, I have bad days, and I let people into my dark days, but yes. I also spread a positive messages, you know, yeah. and I want to show people, like, yeah, you can live with an autoimmune disease, yeah. Well, yeah, I've shown things that I didn't ever think. Like I show, I showed when I was in a flare. I did a YouTube video not too long ago, and I did a my first road trip in five years. And I, the next day, I was I couldn't even move, and I recorded it because I was like, if I would would have known somebody that was just this open that showed them laid out in complete pain but they still persevere somehow or they find a way or even if they don't persevere and they're end up in the hospital that's all an important part of the story that's part of the journey and navigating through it and learning so I put it all out there I was like you I'm trying to be as raw as authentic sometimes I'll be on stories and I'm like my hair's all wild (laughs) I'm just a mess and I'm like look (laughs) Look, this is what we're gonna get today yes, you're being human <laughs> exactly like this is just the way it is see I love that and please tell everyone where they can find you on YouTube Instagram on Instagram I am at underscore it's crazy wonderful okay. and on YouTube I am at crazy wonderful <laughs> Twitter, it's crazy wonderful. No, not it's crazy wonderful, just underscore crazy wonderful. Sorry. And then I also have a medium account where I, uh, where I write almost like I try to do it pretty often. And it's like a journal kind of keeping up with my thoughts and 
dealing with the ins and outs of chronic illness, there's a lot that goes into it mentally for us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's forgotten a lot of times. There's a lot of uh, pain and physical things, but there's a lot of mental as well. And so I have a medium account that kind of touches on that stuff. And it's also um, underscore it's crazy wonderful which I can send you the links if you want to put them in. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll leave all her links down below. And as you know, I'm your self-love sister. And thank you so much, Selena, for joining me on this. Thank you. Wonderful. Have a great night. You too.